Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to and today's workout is one of my favourite sessions, it's one that I do time and time again. It's 30 minutes at 20 strokes a minute at a low intensity. How can that be his favourite you're asking yourself? Well I'm going to explain in the main row. But before we get anywhere near that workout we have to do a warm up and before we can even do that we have to set up our machines. Now on an Avron that means setting your resistance first to wherever you want it to be, hopefully you've worked that out yourself. Or or if you are on a Concept2 using the Averon app, I want you to set the drag factor to wherever you would normally have it set. Now the guidance for both of these is that you want to set it somewhere where you feel a nice sensation from the stroke, you're connected to the machine, but you don't have to heave against it in order to get it moving, all right? So that's what you're looking for. Once you've set up your resistance, I want you to look at your foot stretcher height, and what you're looking for here is to get your feet in a position where you can come into the front of the machine with your shins in a vertical position comfortably okay if you're having to really force in there chances are your feet are too high if you go scooting past quite easily chances are your feet are probably too low however lower is probably better a good ballpark here is that the strap covers the bottom lace of your shoe which should then go across the balls of your feet once you suss that out for the first kind of rows you can then adjust for your own comfort all right now we're going to do this warm-up at 20 strokes a minute just like the main row but we're going to start off at a light intensity all we're going to do is push lightly with our feet to make sure we can connect our feet to our hands all right i'll talk you through this as we start all right hopefully you're ready to go here we go then in three two one let's begin so what i mean is that you just press your feet into the machine and then at the same time think about that moment when you get your hands connected to the handle to then like bite into the machine that part when you feel the machine moving the flywheel's turning, the power goes in, and you want feet to push at the same time that the handle connects. If you push too soon, your backside goes out from beneath you, and you lose a whole bunch of power, and you end up jolting your arms and your upper body into the stroke. If you push too late, then what happens is your arms kind of have this weird soggy connection to the machine where you then start to feel like you have to pull harder in order to get it moving and you completely lose the power from your feet and it's your feet that control power so what I want you to do for the next minute is just push a little bit harder so you feel now that you're putting some element of power into the machine but the intensity you're looking for it's just one where you know that you're putting in effort but it feels nowhere near like hard work. Your heart rate may increase a little bit, your breathing rate will increase a little bit, but you should be able to still talk. Wait, that sentence was the wrong way around. You should be able to talk still, however. <laughs> Sorry, I keep on saying that this is the same effort as though you were walking up a constant flight of stairs you know how you get out of breath that's what you're looking for and that's kind of the pace of today's row but i'll talk more about that in the main session because i want you to put one foot on the ground now and then continue rowing one foot down and row and what this is going to do is help you with your back angles because you want to tilt forwards over your hips into the front of the machine 
rolling forwards until your shin is in a vertical position. And having one leg in makes that a lot easier. Let's swap to the other leg. Oop, a bit quicker please, John. There we go. So hopefully you'll see what I mean here is that because you're not constrained by both legs in, this is a little bit easier to get that shin vertical and be able to tilt over your hips. Now that tilt becomes more important in the next drill. So let's take one more here, put both feet back in the straps, strap them up, and then keep your legs straight and roll with your back and arms. And this is where that tilt over your hips is really important. So all you're doing is hinging forwards and hinging backwards. This isn't about curling or rolling your lower back. You're just pivoting over your hips and then pulling in your arms and out with your arms. Let's take one more here. Then roll into the front with that forward tilt, straight arms and push out from the front. Now you're concentrating on that timing again here between the foot press and your hands connecting to the handle. But because you're only using your legs, you can also focus on holding that forwards tilt and keeping those arms straight as you push. Let's take two more here. One more. Whoosh. So they are the basic kind of tenets of the rowing stroke. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about technique, obviously, because we're this, well, it's me in the main session, uh, but we'll talk about other stuff, don't worry. So keep on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I'll just say one more time what it is we're doing today. Okay then, so today's row is 30 minutes long and we're gonna row it at 20 strokes a minute at a low intensity. Now this is intended to have no rest, just a straight 30 minutes. But if you need to stop and have a quick drink, then stop and have a quick drink, okay? There's no prizes to be won for battling through this in a dehydrated state, okay? As to that intensity, the pace itself, well, right, it's gonna be five out of 10 effort if that's how you wanna do it, which is pretty much the second minute of that warm up. Or if you use a 2K based training pace, then you're looking at around about 2K plus 18 to 20. Or if you're using heart rate training, I want you to stick at zone two, which possibly means you're gonna to have to slow down after a while. And that's the one that I'm going for. So I'm gonna try and talk about that a bit today. However, let's get into a row. There's no point me talking at you here when you're like, hey, can I get back into rowing please mate? So let's get into it, okay? In five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Right, 20 strokes a minute. It's just one stroke every three seconds. So you can follow me on screen and I should stick to pretty much 20 strokes a minute the whole way through. Or you can just listen to the whoosh of my flywheel like that. And you'll know that that's me taking a stroke. Or you can look at the counter, count up in three second chunks That'll keep you at 20 strokes a minute. Or if you want, you can just look at your SPM meter and make sure it just says 20. But what you're really looking for here is just a rhythm, okay? Find your rhythm, find a flow, and then just repeat that for 30 minutes. I won't tell you the total amount of strokes here, because you might be like, oh, hang on, I'm not doing that. Especially if you're on the zero to hero plan. This is the longest solo single row without any 
breaks that we'll have done in this plan. So I just want you to row. And remember, I'll talk away to you about technique, about the reasons why we row this kind of session, possibly dinner plans. We're chilly tonight. Mm. Uh, but it's all just as a way to keep you kind of distracted and on point as you get through this 30 minutes. Because 30 minutes, no matter how you paint it, it's quite a long time on a rowing machine just to be sliding forwards and backwards. And so what I'm hoping is that just by chatting away to you, I'm just going to keep you company and you'll get through that 30 minutes. Because anything I say is really only going to shift your perception of rowing or your decision to come back or be better, whatever. It's only going to shift it left and right a little bit. What really matters is that you're on the rowing machine doing some rowing. I mean, I don't want to give the game away here, but rowing training and stuff, it's kind of simple, really. As long as you do long, slow, fitness-building rows like this one, in order to increase your foundation fitness, then it becomes what you want to do. Do you want to just burn calories or get to a point where you can roll for an hour and just roll like this? Or are you trying to improve your 2K time? Maybe you're getting ready for a race. You want to be strong and powerful. Then you mix up sessions like this with short, sharp, fast workouts, Tabata workouts, sprint workouts. Mix them with short rests in order to really hit VO2 max improvements or mix them with longer rests in order to improve your overall strength and performance that's that ticked and then if you're looking at 5k 10k performance let me throw in a bunch of tempo workouts as well and that's really it okay and then when it comes down to is what the workouts themselves are and how they're presented so i've oh, got an itchy ankle oh. <laughs> so you get people <laughs> who will yell at you come on man you're amazing you got this come on each stroke counts you've got this in you at which point i would turn it off that's so not me i am neither motivated by that kind of trainer nor do I have any desire to ever be that kind of trainer. That's not to say that in 
some rows, especially the really fast stuff, I don't try to kind of encourage you, but it's all taken from a point of view that, say we were doing a Tabata sprint workout, I'll be finding that really tough. So anything that I'm saying to you is something I'm going through too. And really, selfishly, I'm kind of talking to myself at that point. <laughs> so it's how the workouts are presented and also how they're programmed. What kind of workouts are you doing? It is a little bit tough to make workouts like this different and exciting because by their very nature, they're long, slow, low intensity rows. It's kind of hard to make these exciting. The fast stuff you can, but not these. But although nobody is going to throw you a ticket eight parade for completing a low intensity 30 minute, 20 strokes a minute row, this is what gives you the foundation fitness to be able to do the fast stuff that will get you a parade or a medal or a certificate or a little dopamine hit of success, whatever it is you're looking for. So that's why these are so important. Did that really take me seven minutes to get to that point? Good grief. <laughs> so, well, say that's it's reason number one why these workouts are so important is that they build your foundation fitness to be able to row any kind of session you want, really, because you'll be fit enough to last on the fast stuff. Right, let's pause that thought for a second, because although I spoke about technique within the warm-up, I want to talk about it just for a couple of minutes, just to make sure you can have a quick assessment of your own uh, technique here. Think about things I'm saying, maybe iron out some tweaks, and then we can just settle into the rest of the row. And I might kind of from time to time just remind you of the odd thing. So let's try and talk about this in a slightly different order. Let's go shins first. In the set up to this row, I spoke about the importance of being able to get into a position where your shins are vertical. Okay, so you roll in vertical and then you drive out. And vertical is kind of the ideal point. Okay, so once you get into vertical, you're giving yourself the most efficient amount of leg drive. Whereas if you go past 
that vertical position if you hyper compress into the front. Not only does it add kind of compression tension to your muscles, which can tire you out bizarrely just by, you know, it's like if you just flex your bicep, okay? Just go and flex your bicep. Give it 10 seconds, 15 seconds your bicep will start to feel quite sore just because you're flexing it. <laughs> you don't have to make the silly face while you do it. And it's the same with compressing too much into the front of the machine where everything gets tight and flexed into the front. Well, not everything, your quads basically. Can go under quite a lot of tension when you overcompress, so they get tired quicker, okay? However, if you don't quite get too vertical, the problem there is that not only are you losing potential leg drive, after all, remember what I said, power in the stroke is generated from your legs, so you want to make sure to use as much of your leg drive as you can. Makes sense. Big muscles, use them all. But if you stop short, it also affects the position that you'll be in when you do push with the legs. Because what you're looking for is to push with the legs and that power comes up through your body, through your arms, into your hands, and your hands, your fingers are just hooked over the handle, okay? You're not gripping it in a death grip. So hook your fingers over the handle, and then the power from your legs just makes you brace against the handle. And that's how you get the power in. However, if you don't get at least close to vertical shins, that surge of power, that bracing against the handle that comes up through your back, the connection's not quite there. It's a little soggy, okay? If you had, this is a Star Trek show, Scotty would be on saying, Sir, we can't give it any more power the way you were doing this. You're going to have to improve. That sounded a bit more like Gardner Willie than Scotty. Terrible when you think I'm Scottish and that was such a rubbish Scottish accent. <laughs> anyway, so shins vertical is what you're looking for. And the thing to watch here is as you come into vertical, what's happening with your heels? Let's all take a moment and have a look at our heels. Now mine are coming slightly off the foot plates, but not too far. And it must be said, the Averon foot plate angle is a lot, well, 
things like five degrees steeper than on a Concept 2. So if I was on a Concept 2 right now, use the Aveyron app, my heels would be on the foot plates. But what you don't want is your heels to come right off the foot plates so that they're basically underneath of your foot. The underside is kind of almost parallel to the floor. If that happens, it may be a flexibility thing with your ankles, but if you have a really, really, really high heel raise, nine times out of 10, it's because of poor posture. Okay, so right now I'm up on my sit bones. I'm not saying I have a great posture, but I'm up on my sit bones and I'm tilting forwards over my hips in towards the front of the machine. So up on my sit bones, tilt. I can feel that it's my sit bones that are connected to the seat. And often when you first start rowing, it's that sit bone connection to the seat and the squashing of your glutes that happens that causes discomfort. But after a couple of sessions, your glutes kind of go, all right, we know what's going on here. We don't have to hurt anymore. And the discomfort goes away. Unless, if you have, oh, we're halfway there. Bon Jovi time, whoa, we're halfway there. Anyway, if you have a bad posture, and I don't like using the word bad, but in this sense I will because it's knock-on effect, it's quite big. If you come forward with your hips rolled backwards, okay? Notice how now everything on me is leaning backwards. I can't get in to that forwards tilt anymore. And in order to get my shins vertical, my heels are massively off the foot plate. So I think they are, yeah, compared to before. Let me go back to where I was because I'm robbing myself of a good workout doing that. And so, if you are constantly keeping your hips rolled backwards, or even if you're just kind of a little bit slumped as you come forwards, okay? So this is going to be rounded and down and slumped. Same thing happens. Can't quite get to vertical without my heels coming right up. Anyway, back to where I was. And so that change of the angle because of your hips, the relationship between your hips, your knees and your ankles, that causes your feet, or your heels, sorry, to raise really high off the foot plates. Which, like Scotty said, is gonna rob you of potential power. <laughs> uh, Burns week this week as well, crikey. The ghost of Ravi Burns will come and get me. <laughs> anyway, and the reason 
or the other reason, sorry, that you don't want to get your heels way off the foot plates is that, like I said, the power comes from pushing your feet into the machine. And if your heels are way off the foot plate, it takes a lot longer to get that in. And what happens is your backside runs away from you, you lose power, get a massive jolt through your back, and you complain about lower back pain. So that's why you want good posture up on your sit bones. Sit powerful. I don't want you to be a door or a tree. I don't want you to be totally wooden. But up powerful, tilt forwards, and then hold that forwards tilt as you push legs into the machine and keep those arms straight as you do it too. So you're not pulling from the front of the machine. Your arms are straight as a conduit for the power. And then when your legs are about halfway through the drive, that's when you finally swing your back over your hips into a equal tilt backwards. So however much you tilt forwards, you tilt back. So as you're looking at me, that's one o'clock forwards, 11 o'clock backwards on a clock face. And then only after you've initiated that backwards tilt, do you finally pull in your arms. Try and get the handle in to sternum height. Elbows come through your sides. Wrists flat if you can. It's a weird thing in the Aveyron where I'm more bunny-handed than normal. They're going to send me a wider handle, so I'll see if that fixes it. Anyway, but yeah, finish powerfully with the handle at the back, but you're pulling at the back of the machine, not from the front. And then to return to the front again, handle away first, rock forwards, then knees bend. So once your hands are past your knees and you're in a forwards tilt, that's when you finally bend your knees to recover to the front. Right, I spoke way too long. I got a little bit deep there talking about posture and the relationship to your heels coming up, didn't I? I don't think I'll get a chance to. I already said I'm having chili for dinner, didn't I? So. Um, so what I will mention is why this workout is so important. I've already said about the ability or the option, the chance to use these to build your core fitness, but also 
because it's one stroke every three seconds, there's time for you to work on your technique. You can think about one second drive, two seconds recover. And that's the rhythm you should be rowing at. I hear loads from people saying they can't row at 20 strokes a minute. I don't quite understand that because all you have to do is slow it down. No matter how fast you do your drive, you just slow down the recovery in order to keep it to 20 strokes a minute. Hang on, I lost my rhythm a bit there. Oh, the irony. <laughs> but at the same time, people will say that they can't work hard enough at 20 strokes a minute, that they find they're unable to put in the intensity to get their heart rate up or that effort out of 10 to five out of 10. And really that goes back to what I was saying about technique, that forwards tilt and bracing against the handle. When you can brace against the handle, then that's the point where you can adjust how much power, how much oomph you're putting into the machine. You can go light, take one second over each dry phase, or you can go and take half a second. But I still, if I'm taking half a second drive, I then take two and a half seconds to recover to keep it to 20 strokes a minute. So that means these rows help your fitness. They give you space to work on technique, but there is an element, and it sounds weird, but there is an element that when you start doing rows that run about half an hour long, you start to find it easier to fall in love with rowing. This duration is almost meditative. I almost got that word wrong. Where you just find your flow, you zone out. Even if you're listening to a podcast or some idiot doing Scottish accents, in terms of your body motion, when you have a good flow, you can just grind in a half hour workout. And once you can row for half an hour, you can pretty much do anything. You can train up to do a half marathon or a full marathon. You can stick to half hour long slow rows but add in those sprints that I spoke about but 
these rows, what, for me anyway, if ever I know it's a row training day, but I don't really know what I want to do. I haven't really thought about where I am in my training schedule. Then I'll just sit down and do one of these because this will always be good for you. There is nothing junk about a 30 minute, 20 strokes a minute. And in many ways, when it comes to the zero to hero plan, it's about time we put one of these in. What's this, row 16? Just under halfway through the plan. And this really should be a staple. So if ever you're kind of like, what should I do today? This is the one to do. Because it will also help you if you are kind of teetering on the edge of overtraining or at least under recovering. <laughs> if all you're doing is really hard, tough workouts, you'll be scraping the barrel of energy that your body has if you don't take a rest day or second best to a rest day is a roll like this. Low intensity, low heart rate, core fitness building for 30 minutes. Because again, for those who are working their way through zero to hero, you'll probably have been on a bit of a roller coaster in terms of energy. Maybe first couple of days, you're like, all right, what's going on here? And then the next few days, you'd be like, I can do more than this. And so maybe you ran some of them together, or maybe you didn't take a break in days. And then do that enough, especially if you're new, your body will be like, stop. I need a rest. And you'll either be too tired to row one day or your brain will be really against you rowing. <laughs> or like what happened to me last night, you end up with a really bad night's sleep. That's how I know I'm overtraining or under recovering when my body is activated and I don't switch off for a full night. I was kind of, I was up, or awake, sorry, five or six times last night. And then in the end, instead of my alarm waking me at quarter past seven, I woke up at 20 past six, couldn't go back to sleep, and thought, oh well, time to wake up. So I lost a whole bunch of sleep. And that's because I knew I was overdoing it. So quite nicely timed to slot in a row like today, where looking at my, my zone 
app on my phone, which is right in front of me, I've been in the blue zone pretty much the whole workout, which is zone two, exactly where I want to be. So I've not really been worried about my pace at all today. All I've done is make sure that I'm not working so hard that my heart rate went into zone three. But at the same time, I don't want this just to be like I'm rowing through air. I am out of breath, I am sweating, and that's what I need to be on a row like this. And I hope it's the same for you. One more stroke. So keep doing some light rowing, just to cool down, just to get moving. Don't sweat, power, or even really technique here. Just make sure that you're moving. Maybe stop, have a quick drink, if you wish. Just while I say goodbye. Oh. So apart from some horrific impressions of Scotty from Star Trek, it was quite a on-point row in terms of chat today, for which I apologise. I usually like these half-hour rows to be a little bit more meandery, and today was not that. But, like I said, this is going to crop up couple more times through this plan so I'll be able to talk rubbish to you and then <laughs> promise <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me for this one whether you're doing this as part of the zero to hero plan or whether you just stumbled upon it and went oh half hour low intensity it says easy I'll do that then I hope you enjoyed it hope you picked up some tips technique wise posture really is so important it really, really is. Do have a proper think about it. Are you up on your sit bones? I get loads of people getting in touch with me on my, on the technique reviews that I do through my website. And I'm chatting away to them saying, your posture's rubbish. You have to sit up. And they're like, really? I thought I was good. I'm like, no. It's the same with people that pull from the front that would swear blind that they had their arms straight. No, nope, they're not. So, anyway. Right. I'm done. I'm all nicely cooled down. I think that was a great role for me. It means I'm like, I feel like I've done a nice workout today. I'll have built up that core fitness that I was aiming for, but hopefully it means I'll get a better night's sleep tonight. <laughs> so, in fact, that could be today's hashtag. I like to leave a hashtag uh, at the end of the rows just for you to post on your socials just to say you did it. I can go, oh, look at that, you did that. And so today's is just going to be um, sleep well, okay? Today, sleep well. Again, people will be like, what? It's a rowing channel. Why is the hashtag sleep well? Well, that's why, because hopefully I'll sleep well tonight. <laughs> and yep, that's it. We're all done with today's row. I really do hope you enjoyed it. Do get in touch and say if you did. Uh, don't get in touch if you didn't. <laughs> that's a bit mean. Uh, yeah, uh, and do look after yourselves. I'll see you in a future video. Until then, take care. Be well. Bye-bye.